You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, welcome to Help I Suck at Dating. I'm Jared Haven. I'm currently recording from our coffee shop in South Kingston, Rhode Island. And it's a little bare in the office part right now, which is why you might hear a little bit of an echo. I don't know if I should put like a bag over my head or something. I'm not really sure. But hopefully Easton, our wonderful editor and producer, uh, will be able to fix this audio up a little bit for you. Dean is... uh, I got to be honest, I don't know where the hell Dean is. I think he's in Alaska. The Wi-Fi is not really that good. So I'm hoping that he joins us at some point throughout this podcast. But we have a very special guest that we're going to start right off the top with. It is, uh, you know her from Naked and Afraid of Love, which is on Discovery Plus. It is Britt Whitmore. Britt, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing today, Jared? I'm doing well. My wife is tapping me on the shoulder. What could you possibly want? I'm going to go. There's nothing to do here. I have to... Okay, bye bye. <laughs> oh, Brett. Oh, God. So, well, this is what happens when you're married and your wife is pregnant and you're opening up a shop and all chaos comes in. But, uh, so just fair warning she may bark, she may see her. Oh, that's fine. I miss my dog so much. My dog brings me so much pleasure. I wish she was here right now. Um, so, Britt, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know that you're uh, from Seattle and you're now living in Los Angeles, though, right? Yeah, so I'm actually from North Carolina. I do not claim Seattle as my home. I was like born and raised in North Carolina, true Southern girl to her roots, still have all my Southern, like all the things Southern. Um, But I lived in Seattle for seven years. I moved out there to work for Amazon. And then, um, yeah, just like a month ago, I moved down to LA, which is kind of crazy. It still feels weird that I'm here. What part of LA are you in? Hollywood Hills. Oh, okay. So we lived in West Hollywood for... About three and a half years. I love West Hollywood. How did you like it? Uh, I'm not an LA kid. I'm such an East Coast guy that it just wasn't my vibe. Now, listen, it has a lot of perks, like walking in front of the Chinese theater. And as a as somebody who loves movies, you know, that was super cool. Being in yeah. the city where movies are made. That was awesome. But everything yeah. else kind of sucked. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I uh, I went to Santa Barbara yesterday for a concert and the traffic, I was like, no, I don't think I'm ever going to be okay with this. No, it it's the horrible. worst. And people drive like shit here oh it's the worst drivers everybody's like oh massachusetts have the worst drivers new york has the worst drivers no los angeles has the worst driving i've ever dealt with in my entire life because i thought not only are they bad drivers but they're just so self-absorbed as if everybody should just revolve their driving around them those sons of bitches i'll tell you thank you thank you finally i've been like they're so entitled like they just hop over in front of you Listen, I'm, I'm getting aggressive though, so I'm fitting in perfectly. It's the only way you can drive out there. So Naked and Afraid of Love, tell us a little bit about it. Why'd you want to go on this show? Yeah, so I mean, in terms of the why, I think I had honestly tried everything. So it was like, why the hell not, right? Someone was like, well, let's get naked and meet strangers. Okay, like that sounds interesting. Yeah, perfect. Me. Yeah. And, uh, sounds so like I a think, Tuesday night. It's great. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, and I was more so intrigued too, by the fact that they strip everything away from you. So like some of the other shows, like the bachelor, which you're aware of, um, they add things, right. So these like extravagant dates, the alcohol, like all of that stuff, which is fun and gives you almost like a false sense of what to expect maybe. Um, but with this, they take everything away from you and it's not fun. Like, it was not fun for the most part, um, but it forces you to be in a situation that's, of course, physically very vulnerable. You're completely nude um, meeting strangers. But then also, like, I think that that physical vulnerability also kind of forces you to become emotionally vulnerable, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, yeah, I was intrigued and I was like, sign me up. Let's see what happens. So you're legitimately naked on this show. That's a question I've always had about Naked and Afraid. Butt-ass naked. Butt-ass naked. Like nothing. <laughs> Sitting in the sand, you have little crabs, little sand oh. fleas crawling in places where they should not be crawling. Um, it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> like very uncomfortable. So do you think... You you kind of address that you feel like it actually helps you confront things. You have to like bear your soul as much as you're bearing your skin. But do you think that that, that like seeing the other person fully naked twenty four seven helps or hurts? Um, I, honestly, it became the norm. So it's like walking around, you see people with clothes on. That's the norm. Seeing people naked was the norm in this environment. So I don't know that that like. You just get like you just get used to it if that makes sense. I would be cowering in the corner. Like there was to give you there was a date on my season of The Bachelorette. It was a sumo wrestling date. And all the guys had to wear, I forget what they're called, but they're like thongs pretty much when you go sumo oh, like wrestling. A situation. Exactly. But it's legitimately like a thong. It rides up there. So I was I can't tell you, I was about to throw up because I was so nervous that they were going to put me on this date and that everybody was going to see my hairy ass. And I was like, this is, I'm not joking. I was talking to actually Ben. Ben will be fully honest about this. Ben Higgins, who is also on our season of The Bachelorette. Him and I were about to go upstairs and quickly like shave as much as we possibly could down there just because we were so nervous that like we were going to put this thong on. You know, listen, I it's no one would describe me as having like a big booty. So like I was terrified. I can only imagine going on this show and having to be naked all the time. I don't even know if I'd be able to speak. I'd be too insecure. 
Listen, you know, I think in the beginning, there is obviously that level of like, this is super awkward and uncomfortable. Like, do I look, what if they catch me looking, but like, you want to see what you're working with too. So it was like this like conflicting moment where I didn't know what to do. And, uh, yeah, I think that you just, you just get used to it. But I will say there was a moment (laughs) and I will never forget this where I'm hiking through the jungle and I'm like going up this hill. I've got the cameraman behind me and like my goodies are just all in their face. And I remembered in that moment that I was naked and I got so uncomfortable, so uncomfortable because I'm like, oh my God, they're seeing all of the bits in like ways that no one's ever seen. I know. I guess especially for a woman, that must be kind of creepy if it's like a guy cameraman who's just (laughs) right there up in your business. I mean, it wasn't creepy. I wouldn't use that term. It was just like... It was a reminder that I was naked. All the the crew was phenomenal. Like they made sure that we did not feel uncomfortable. Like it was like they were extra cautious. That's about cool. Us. That's good to hear. Yeah, like they did. They did a really really nice job. <laughs> they were naked as well. It was so much fun. <laughs> right, right. We were all just naked. Yeah. Um, no, they weren't. But it would have been interesting if they were. I feel like if there's like another season, they should do that. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, what's the type of acting that they call where you just fully immerse yourself into the character? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I'm not in this world. Anyway, you know how like they have stories about like whether it be Heath Ledger or Jared Leto as a Joker yeah. where they acted like the Joker on and off camera? It could be like the producers on Naked and Afraid. They're like, hey, we're fully, we're committing as a producer here. We're going full nude. I would appreciate that 100%. Yeah. Has this changed your uh, perspective on dating at all after dating naked? I think so, honestly. Um, I think that because I was so, so like backstory, I'm not one to be super vulnerable and open up quickly. Like that's just not in my character. I'm a little bit more reserved. I like to, I don't want to say play games, but like, I like to keep them guessing, you know? And I think that this kind of showed me that it's okay to put all your cards on the table and just be extremely vulnerable and open up. Um, about one, what you want, your boundaries, like your trauma that you've hopefully overcome or that you're working on and just put that all on the table. Um, And it tells you very quickly whether or not someone's going to be a match. And so it's kind of changed how I date in terms of like, I'm just going to put it all out there. And if that scares you away, okay, goodbye. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if not, great. Let's see like what could develop from this. And so it's just made me more comfortable with being vulnerable. I think. What are you most afraid of about love? Oh God. How much time you got? <laughs> All the time in the world. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like love is just such a tricky thing. I think that it's a huge risk, right? Like you're putting yourself out there and you're trusting that this other person is going to be there and like put themselves out there and and match you, right? Like reciprocate your feelings. And there's a risk that they may not. And that's devastating. And I've been there, right? Um, You know, my last ex, we were together for three years and I showed up every day giving 100%, if not 110 And I was lucky if I got 60% from him and the way that it made me feel about myself, like it took a toll on my confidence, um, like my character, like I became someone that I didn't recognize anymore. And I think that that's, it's scary. And so I think that's one of the biggest things that kind of frightens me about love. And then it's also like, well, what if I meet someone and I'm like, oh my God, they're amazing. That's kind of scary too. Yeah. It's terrifying. Cause then, Yeah. yeah, you're, you're, not that your happiness is in their hands, but 
a big part of it is. Right. <laughs> and that's right. terrifying, whether people want to admit it or not. Like, I'm all for obviously being happy for your own, like, self happiness and self love. But at some point, like, yeah, happiness does come from, you know, a significant other, which is why we're all looking for love and looking for that partner. So, yeah. um, yeah, what do you what do you look for in in guys? What's your some of the pros and cons? What are some of the attributes you look for? So if somebody was yeah. like, "Hey, I want to date Brit," what should they be doing? They need to be funny. Like I I have a pretty witty personality, and so if they don't get my jokes and my sense of humor, yeah, they're out. It's just not good for me. Like it's just not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's like huge for me. Um, another thing, smart. I like to have really in depth intellectual conversations. Um. And then I would say also like someone's driven and successful. Like I have worked really hard in my career and I continue to, to drive and push myself. And so I need someone who has that same energy, but like someone that's playful, we can go adventure, like ride our bikes. Oh, one thing that's a huge, huge like need for me. They need to like the same music that I do. Well, what type of music do you like? Kind of like indie vibes. So like last night I went and saw my morning jacket um, in Santa Barbara. Okay. And so I just need someone that can like go to shows with me. Like I love going to any live shows, any festivals. Would the Smiths count as indie? I love the Smiths. Okay, I love the Smiths. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. good stuff. Yeah, I have some great playlists I can share with you at some point. But... Oh, I would love that. I love like my wife makes fun of me all the time, but I'm a big indie coffee house. Like I'm the most basic person you're ever going to meet, but I love it. Music is my love language. Like making playlists is if I make a playlist for someone, it's like, yeah, I'm then you're in. When I'm thinking, if we get there and I send you a playlist. How, how old are you? 32. Okay. So you're my age. So you remember like burning CDs for people. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that was the best. Like I actually really missed that. And so funny, actually, when I was home a couple years ago, God, the last time I was home was like two years ago. That's really sad. North Carolina home? In North Carolina, yeah. In my room, my parents like haven't changed anything. I looked under my bed and there's like a ton of just like burned CDs. Oh, yeah. This is phenomenal. Oh, it was the best. I remember in my car, I had the CD, you know, whatever you call it the where you put your cds on the rear view mirror you know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah Yeah. oh my god i had i'm not joking probably like 36 cds and they were all scratched up because i would always pile them on top of each other and it would just be like 90s 80s alternative you like workout oh it's so it's so good god i love so much better I miss those days. Oh, it's the best. I miss something tangible. Like, don't get me wrong. Like having music on my phone is the coolest thing ever. But like burning a CD, putting a CD into a CD player, even like DVDs, like having something tangible in your hand. God, those are the good old days. These kids, now we sound really old. It's like, oh, these kids, they don't know these days. They're so young. The vinyl game. The vinyl. I have a record player and like my vinyl collection is growing. Oh, yeah. Does it actually sound better? I think it does, but you have to have like a decent, like I, I invested in a good record player because I love music so much and I have good speakers. And so my sound quality is like top notch. I can't imagine. I, cause I hear people say that all the time. Like, oh, the record sounds so much better. I'm like, does it really sound better than a Bluetooth speaker? <laughs> okay. Here's one thing I will say about that really quickly is that you're listening to the album in the way that the artist intended you to listen to it, which is very, it's very cool because sometimes you can pick up, like, I love lyrics. You can pick up on like 
stories and themes. It's it's really cool. It's a whole experience. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I can understand that one. Get on it. <laughs> um, so I want to know too about what do you think the best experience or thing that came from the show? Uh, obviously, going on uh, naked and afraid of love, and what do you think the worst? either part of the show or what came from the show, like the best thing that came from the show and then the worst. Okay. I'll start with the worst um, because it's actually something I'm experiencing now. And you may be able to relate being on reality TV as well. Um, the level of scrutiny and just kind of like people are mean. Yeah. People, people suck. Are so mean. Now, most just- people are great. Most people are great. And I think you'll experience this as well. Like people are, but there is a loud, very loud minority who are just mean and suck. They suck so bad. Listen, I had to like literally delete Reddit off of my phone. My eyebrows got their own subreddit. I have great brows. Yeah, your eyebrows are great. Thank you. And everyone is dissing them. And I'm like, oh my gosh. It's a good thing I'm confident with my eyebrows. Otherwise, that would be really perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but like I would say that's that's been challenging mm-hmm. is coming off of of the show um and just kind of, you know, seeing what's on Twitter and, and that kind of thing and just how harsh people can be. Totally. Definitely uh, you need some thick skin to be a public figure. Yeah. And one thing too that I'll add to that is, you know, there's hours and hours of footage when you're filming. And there's a lot of things that don't make it on air that, in my opinion, are important things that I wish made it on air and like their character building and and developing. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it doesn't always do a person justice, what I'm seeing on TV, which kind of sucks, but that's the reality of it. And that's okay. Totally. Um, But yeah, that's one of the things I'm struggling with. And then... Um, one of the good things that came from it is I developed some great, like long-term friendships, like really and truly Nelson, best friend. Oh, that's awesome. Love him so much. Um, and yeah, and I made some really good girlfriends from the show as well. And so I think that, you know, we have this, like, it's like a different bond, you know? And so yeah, it's, it's really cool to see that. And then I learned to just trust myself and my gut, my instinct. Um, and I learned that who I am as a person is pretty cool. And I shouldn't be ashamed to put all my cards on the table. Totally. hundred percent, you know, coming out of that and having that mindset. Yeah. I totally relate what you were saying about this certain bond that you have with people that you went on the show. It's like camp, you know, it's like going to a, you know, a month long camp with, with your friends or people they haven't met it and you go through this like really crazy unique experience that no one else can really understand besides you who went through it together and that creates a special bond which is what happened with us on the bachelor and with you on naked and afraid of love so i i totally understand that's definitely the best part about like i agree coming out yeah. obviously married and meeting my wife is incredible number one but number two right behind is like the friendships and you know the people so i i i think about my wedding all the time and the people that were there and the people that like I met from the show, whether it be producers or cast or people on different seasons. And it's like, man, I have this entire life that just came from Bachelor and, you know, and now you as well. Yeah, which is crazy because it's like, I would have never imagined this for my life. Like our paths would have never crossed. Yeah. I am so, so fortunate that they did because these are some of the like realest friendships that I have. 
which is so weird to even think about. We didn't know each other at all. We were strangers. I know. Is it weird to say that now uh, some of your closest friends you've seen naked? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because Nelson was at my apartment. He lives in LA as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's go to the pool. Like, do you have your swimsuit? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, cool. I'm going to change real quick. And I like was hiding behind the door. And I was like, you've already seen me. Yeah, you've seen everything. That is like, crazy. They saw me at my absolute worst. So it's like, who cares at this point? <laughs> I know. It's so funny. You ever see Seinfeld? Oh, yeah. Okay. All yeah. I can think about whenever I think of Naked and Afraid is the time that Jerry's girlfriend always walks around naked around the apartment. And like, she's like, she's like fixing a bicycle and then like cracking pickles. And he's like, she's a beautiful woman, but sometimes you shouldn't be seeing the things that you see when someone is naked. And then like, he starts walking around naked and she can't stop picturing him like looking like a gorilla because he's so hairy. And I will say too, like with, with potential partners seeing you at your actual worst, like the man I dated for three years, I would have never wanted him to see me in the condition that I was in. And we lived together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these people see you at your absolute worst. So it's like, if they accept you, they are, they are real. Yeah. <laughs> like I still feel uncomfortable standing just like fully naked in front of Ashley. It's like, it's just, I wasn't, I wasn't meant to be seen like this, you know? Embrace it. I know I should embrace it, but it's just one. I think, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm also attracted to women. So obviously I think that the female body is much prettier than the male body, but I also, yeah, it it just is. But it's just also like, unless like I'm like flexing or like feeling good about myself, like I can imagine just like sitting there, let my gut hang out and be like, all right, this is me, Ashley, take it or leave it. Um, But hey, it's a, but you, like you said, it's, it's great to be vulnerable and let go. And like, you know, if they love you at your worst, then they're going to really love you at your best. Exactly. And I think like that was one of the biggest things from the show was like, listen, these people are seeing me at my absolute worst and like really uncomfortable, like a place that I'm not familiar with doing something that I don't have a lot of experience in. Totally. And if they like, like, that's a huge deal. That's awesome. Well, Britt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, everybody who's listening again on discovery plus go watch naked and afraid of love right now. Britt Whitmore. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. We're going to rename this to Help I Suck at Podcasting because we're big struggle struggle bus today. No Dean still. He's uh, Nobody knows where the hell he is. His phone's off. Text messages aren't going through. I think he's alive. That's the most important thing, obviously, but he's not here. <laughs> so what does that mean? What does that mean when your texts come back green and there's no location in the Find My Friends, which we all are connected to Dina. I'm like, what does that mean? Is he on an airplane, maybe? Or he just means he has no service and he's far from service. He's definitely just, I think he's, it could be either. He just doesn't have service because you don't have service on a plane, which is why it doesn't go through. Right. But it seems like bad planning because we do this every Friday at noon. It's pretty much, that's been the case for many years. Have you met Dean? Bad planning. <laughs> that's his middle name. Bad planning. This guy, it's unbelievable. Like, honestly, when we were talking about this, I was like, oh, this will make another good Instagram video about him not showing up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of making these videos, this son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It's cute the first 10 times and then it becomes. Uh, And I feel bad. I'm currently holding a bag next to my microphone because I'm in the back office of the coffee shop and it's very echoey and poor Easton has to Try to make this sound great. Oh, God, this is going to be bad. Anyway, we do have some hot topics, though, if you guys want to listen to some of those this week. Well, what else can we know about your little cafe there? Because that's exciting. Oh, it is, yeah. like that you're, that you're there. Well, thank you so much. I would show you around, but then I'd really mess up the entire podcast equipment. So it's going to be called Audrey's Coffee House and Lounge. My mother-in-law is named Audrey. I also just love the name Audrey. I think it's very – it's what we're going for because the concept we're going for is a – cafe that's very comfy and comfortable where you can come in and either get a coffee or a martini because we will be serving alcoholic drinks and we have a stone fireplace in the middle of the uh, of our establishment and you know i really want people to be cozy but also um so that's like what i love about audrey's i feel like audrey's is just a very cozy comfortable name and so we'll be a coffee shop that turns into a martini bar at night um and it's all painted right now and we're getting furniture in and uh, we had our my electrician in, who was a little bit early, who's my cousin. It's the most Rhode Island. Literally, like my plumber. <laughs> my plumber is my cousin's friend. Uh, my electrician is my other cousin. My painter is my uncle. Uh, it's just like the most Rhode Island thing ever. But I love every second of it. Um, 
And so, yeah, it's coming along. We just got the espresso machine put in, and that thing is massive and very expensive. But it's cool, man. It's I love every aspect of doing it right now, opening a coffee shop and, and turning it into our business and, you know, really putting our fingerprints all over it. Like, for example, Audrey's, obviously, is spelled A-U-D-R-E-Y apostrophe S, but within the logo, instead of an apostrophe, it's a rose. So, you know, obviously nods to the bachelor there and we'll have nods to the show throughout the shop. That's so cute. I want to go to it. This is exciting. Yeah. We'll have an iHeart. You know how sometimes we go to like Vegas or Tahoe, (laughs) you guys come to South Kingston, Rhode Island, where we'll have a live podcast. When you open up, are you going to be like behind the counter, like slinging drinks? Hell yeah. See, th- that rules, because, like, if I go to, like, Ditka's restaurant, I expect Ditka to be there, yeah. but he isn't. <laughs> but if, like, I'm a Bachelor fan, I can go to Audrey's and meet Jared anytime I want. Like, that rules. Or if you're a Help I Suck a Dating fan. <laughs> oh, can, yeah, yeah, if you're you a part can, of the Suck Army. Yeah, you can go meet uh, your 15th favorite podcast host. Uh, <laughs> but you should have a Suck Army discount. There should be some sort of, if you say, I am Suck Army, you get 10% off. Yeah, something. oh, 100%. All you have to do, it's like a, a password. You just walk in and you say, suck army and you immediately get 15% off your entire bill. <laughs> oh, Riley. Oh, Riley just it. said suck army merch in the coffee shop. Hell yeah. The only, here's the issue. And I want to get your feedback on this suck army. So I wore my suck army beanie in front of my father-in-law and he was like, what's that? And I was like, oh, we call our, you know, audience members uh, suck army because our podcast name is help I suck at dating. And he's like, oh, I thought it was like a dig at the army. I wouldn't wear that out. And I was like, huh, I never really thought about that. And so do you think people when we say suck army are like, oh, screw you guys. You don't like the military. Yes, I think it's a problem. I think that's a real problem. It's or it's a very intimate way of supporting the troops. If you think about it. <laughs> Why? Yeah, you know. It could go the other way. <laughs> That's true. We could be really uh, loving our troops in one way yeah. or another. <laughs> yeah, we might have to change that. We might have to make an executive decision because I don't want like people walking around being like, you don't like the army? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. We love it. It's, it's our podcast. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I will be Dicka. I'll be Dicka slinging Drix back here. <laughs> but I'll be fun, dude. I'm so excited. Like, I'm going to be part of the management. My, like, my, in my ideal world, in the first six months to a year, I will be here a lot. And then, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, it becomes so successful enough where I can kind of step back and take just more of an ownership role rather than an owner and operator while still being at the shop, of course. Right. Well, they'll, they'll have to check the website and see which Audrey's location Jared will be appearing at this weekend. Exactly. Ideal. Ideally, honestly, we would. I would love to open up uh, like a few different establishments with different concepts. Like I'd love to open up a sports bar, obviously, ah. and just like have Tom Brady paraphernalia everywhere. But like I've already, dude, I've already thought about, I know you're shaking your head. I've already thought about like drink names and food items. For example, I'll give you a little tidbit here. So we thought of this was before Brady won his seventh. So we might have to change things a little bit. But we were thinking about calling uh, a, a, a beer flight for a sports bar six rings. And what you can buy these fake Super Bowl rings. I have a pair. And they're really cool. They're like 40 bucks for all six of them. And w- they're pretty heavy. And we we're going to infuse them to, you know, little glasses that you get with beer flights where you get like two ounces of each beer. And so you'd get six different types of beers with a, a glass that has the Super Bowl ring infused. So you have to put your finger in the Super Bowl ring and that's how you drink. It would, the, it would be called six rings. So that's pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's I pretty love good. It. And then the other one, good. we were going to have uh, sliders. We we're going to have four sliders. 
and you can do branding on the burger, obviously, and make it like a little design. So we were going to have a Celtics, a Bruins, a Red Sox, and a Patriots one. And then each one was going to have the, like, uh, the Bruins slider would have a lot of mustard on it. So yellow, uh, the Celtics one would have relish for green and then, you know, ketchup for the Red Sox. And then we'd do something blue for the Patriots. You know, Affleck is going to be in there all the time. Dude, don't even. Oh, my God. Ben Affleck, if you're a part of Suck Army and you're listening to this podcast, please come to Audrey's anytime. You don't get a 15% discount. You get a 100% discount. You will eat wow. free at Audrey's, Ben Affleck, if you come in. And bring JLo. I, I am looking forward to a lot of podcasts where it's Jared going like, welcome back to help. I suck it. Sorry, one second. No, we don't have oat milk. We don't yeah, have yeah, oat milk. Yeah. What, what, sorry, one second, guys. <laughs> I know. And welcome back to this week's We're Out of Lactate, okay? Yeah, the oat milk is in the other refrigerator. Yes, uh, welcome back to Help by Second. Two cappuccinos on the fly. I need a frap on the left. That's exactly what's going to be happening. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be like Dean whenever he records a podcast because yes. he just records a podcast in coffee shops all the time anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should talk about dating a little bit, huh? Yeah. We've got some hot topics here. Um, older women are more into dating younger men and vice versa. This, this survey says that 81% of women are open to dating someone 10 years younger than they are. And 90% of men are interested in dating someone 10 years older than they are. Yeah. Jared, how, how many years older than you have you gone? Um, not too much. I, I Actually, no. Quite. A, I would say... Are we talking like flirtation or are we talking actual like dating hooking up? I think we're talking dating, okay. gone out on a date with at least. Okay, because I've definitely flirted with some older women. Sure. <laughs> like trying to get with them. Um, not just in a fun way. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, I'd probably say dating. I'll tell you a story. One time I lied about my age, which was not good. I said I was 18. I was actually 17. And she was like 23. <laughs> Yeah, many years ago. It was my own fault. It was very stupid of me. I apologize. But uh, that would probably be the biggest difference. So about six years, I, I guess I'd say. How about you boys? I've gone three or four years. I do remember a story. I was at a friend's wedding and there was a friend of their family. And I want to say she was there. She might have been his mom's personal trainer or something. I forget what. But she was very tan and very fit. And she was also a guest at this wedding. And she seemed to be very interested. And so I was probably 20 and I feel like she was probably closer to 40. And I don't know that for sure because I was 20. So she just seemed old. Who knows? She was probably 29 or something. <laughs> but she just seemed old. And I want to say late 30s or 40s. And it scared the hell out of me. And as lovely as she was and, and, and fit and, and I enjoyed the flirting, she really tried to take it to the next level. And I went and hid in my hotel room. <laughs> and at one point, the phone rang in my hotel room. And I did not answer that because I was scared. Yeah, cowering in the corner. Yeah, so I never went any further with her, but I did date uh, three or four years, probably nothing much. For a while, it was all older. Uh, I, I thought that was kind of my thing, but then that flipped at some point. My wife is seven years younger than I am. What, uh, what were you so scared of? I don't were you know. you just inexperienced? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, yeah. yeah, I think she just scared me. And also, I think her aggressiveness scared me, too. Well, she's an experienced woman. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Easton, what about you? Uh, I I, uh, I dated uh, a woman that was uh, let's see I was seventeen she was twenty one um, what's that for and then I I've had one one night stand in my life and she was ten years older than me Ooh. Uh, that was exciting uh, and um, but I'll, I'll have you know my when I first got a job at a radio station my very first day I was told to go to a cougar night 
and it was like a dating event. It was for older women and younger men. And I was supposed to go and like report on it for the morning show. And I was, you know, I was like a horny 21 year old. And I was like this, here we go, baby. <laughs> like We're going to get this going. And uh, I went and it was all older women that were looking to meet other older men. And I, I was like trying to lay it on, but they weren't having any of it. And there was a few like, you know, like middle-aged men there and they were getting all the action. And I was like, what the hell's going on? This is, this is like not what Cougar Night's supposed to be. And uh, I realized, at least in my town, it was like they would have these like dating events that were for like, like, oh, this is Cougar Night. Uh, this is like, um, like uh, for athletes and like this one's for artists. So you crashed same, Cougar Night. Yeah, I crashed Cougar Night, but like the same people would just go to all of them. It didn't <laughs> matter if they fit the criteria. It was just like a bunch of people that wanted to meet each other. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, 10 years older is the oldest I went and uh, we didn't date, but um, we had intercourse and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds phenomenal. Yeah, it was a good time. You know, it's funny, too. Hey, there's something about age differences because like everybody will talk about guys dating younger girls too like you know there's always like the old grandpa who's dating like a 25 year old whatever because he's old and rich so i don't i think it just goes both ways but like i don't know i kind of like the idea of guys dating older women i don't know well that's the dicaprios of the world too the guy you know there's a graph that goes around on social media where you see his age which goes up in a diagonal line, like all ages do. And then the ages of the women he dates, which is a flat yeah, just, line across <laughs> the bottom of the graph. Dude, DiCaprio can do whatever the hell he wants, though. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of a lot of, a lot of um, free, uh, blowback no, for that. not at all. Do we think, when we see a, uh, when you see a younger woman with an older man, you always think, oh, the guy, the guy's rich. Uh, and then, but when you see a younger man with an older woman, I, it, like, what's the, She's what's rich. the vibe you get? Yeah, and not like a oh that guy like has some kind of Oedipal thing going on or like no anytime I see someone older whether it's a man or a woman with someone significantly younger than them I immediately think well they're obviously rich sugar mama sugar daddy you know (laughs) interesting I uh I mean I I get in there with you well I think it's for me I always think that when it's the older man younger woman but when it's the younger man older woman I I take pause before I think before I (laughs) Think of the reason. I definitely like my mind definitely thinks it's grosser when an older guy dates a younger woman. But then when a yeah. y- older woman dates a younger guy, I'm like, hmm, good for her. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's not it's not as pervy as the other. No, nah, it's like cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think that like men naturally just like men have a men have a power over women just as it is, which is society in which it's like messed up, but that's what it is. And I think when there's an age difference too, it's like another level of it. And so it always, <laughs> I know there's a lot of consensual uh, age difference uh, relationships going on out there and I wish them all the best, but um, it does feel manipulative. Uh, but I don't know, who am I to judge? Everyone's different. Yeah, fair point. I mean, what are you going to do? People date. Yeah. I don't know, but I've yeah. always found it pretty love sexy. Love is love. Love is love. Ashley's nine months older than me. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So is my my wife's uh, six months older than me. Uh, we got some Cougar Town, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's a hot topic. Um, this is not on your sheet. I just pulled this from uh, something else. Uh, Alicia Silverstone. You know, we all know Clueless. Her, uh, love it. Clueless. She, she's on Raya, and uh, she has a rule on first dates. Her first date rule is no alcohol because her mind goes to sexy time after a few glasses of wine, and she says that like when she is with a guy. Uh, she doesn't like him very much. She has a few drinks. Suddenly she likes him a lot more and she doesn't get an accurate 
opinion of who this person is because of the alcohol. So the question for you fellas is, did you have a first date rule? Did you have a rule on first dates? Maybe it was something you always wore. Maybe it was um, a conversation you'd stay away from or, or try to get to the bottom of with this person, or maybe it's uh, alcohol. Dude, if I ever saw Alicia Silverstone on Riot, <laughs> <laughs> holy sh like talk about, I mean, it was pretty much Alicia Silverstone and Topanga. Those were the two big ones. And the Pink Ranger. Those are the big... Yeah, that was the Holy Trinity the right there Ranger. for Jared Habit as a young man. The Pink Ranger, Topanga, and Alicia Silverstone from Clueless. And as Easton just referenced, Batgirl. I mean... Yeah. Jared, there's a part in Batman and Robin where like they're showing a computer like scanning her body for her costume and it's just like a 3D model of like her like somewhat naked body and I remember that was like the most erotic thing I'd ever seen. Oh, dude, that shot, be, uh, they showed her butt getting into the costume. Like they did with Val Kilmer and George Clooney. They, oh my God, dude, when they showed Alicia Silverstone, I was like, holy hell, this is the greatest moment of my life. And even early, oh my God, now we're just going to go into like, you know, eight-year-old Jared's fantasy. <laughs> that part where you first meet her in Batman Forever and she just comes from the school and she's got like the skirt on with like the Britney Spears look pretty much. And she's like trying to peek into the window and Chris O'Donnell's like, I love you. Oh my God, dude. Anyway, <laughs> if I ever went on a date with Alicia, so I th I'm pretty sure Ashley would let me go on a date with Alicia Silverstone right now. She'd be like, oh, oh just, wow. you know, make sure nothing happens, but you guys can totally hang out because it's going to make your life. Um, Are you put off at all by some of her quirks? Like, wasn't there an article that she, um, when her uh, kids were little, she would chew their food and spit it into their mouth? I know nothing like of this. I don't want to know any yeah. of this. <laughs> I just, I, I'm going to just completely be oblivious and just la, 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 and just focus okay. on the, the, the peak Alicia Silverstone years for, for myself. This is all for selfish reasons. Um, chewed it up. And you know what though? I think Jade did that. I think Jade does that. Like chews it up and spits it into her kid's mouth. So I'm not going to judge. I don't know. I don't think, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to do that. Uh, anyway, I digress. What, what were we talking about? Now I'm so focused. First date rules. Yeah. Hers is no alcohol on the first date. Did you have any first date rules back when you were single? No. Did you guys? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that's more for women. I think guys are just like happy to have a first yeah. date and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. I had like things I did out of superstition because like so much of it I thought came down to just pure luck. Um, but uh, no, I didn't have any like, I guess my only rule was like, if I get to choose the first date, we're playing miniature golf. <laughs> that was my rule. Yeah, I do like that. Even though a study came out recently that women do not want to play miniature golf. Uh, I learned that the hard way through <laughs> many years. Uh, you know what I never did on first dates because I was terrified of being caught? I never brought a condom. Yeah, smart. Because I was always terrified that I'd open my wallet and then that would fall out and then the girl would be like, oh, so you're obviously expecting something yeah. to happen tonight. Yeah. So I never did that. Uh, my only rule is ordering food. You got to be careful ordering food because you don't want to get something that you're going to spill on yourself. You know, you're not going to get ribs because you look like an idiot eating ribs. No one looks cool eating mm -hmm. ribs. You have to factor in your order, your entree, something you can look kind of sexy eating. Yeah, I agree. Any type of, yeah. I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is either. But yeah, most definitely stay away from ribs. Any type of finger foods, I feel like. Messy yeah, finger foods, no wings. wings. No, no. Get the hell out of here with wings. But also, <laughs> don't don't order a salad. Like it, Or like if you're going to get a salad, get like a souped up salad. You know what I mean? 
Oh, mm-hmm. that's fine. If you get like a Cobb salad with chicken, perfect. Fine with that. But like, don't get a side salad for dinner. You know, let's eat. Yeah, sure. Let's eat. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, let's take a quick break. And then we got some emails on the other side. And uh, who knows, maybe Dean will be here for him. <laughs> You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating, and we've got some emails. Uh, Mark, would you mind reading them? Certainly. Veronica has uh, listened. She is a proud member of Suck Army, and she has this to ask. Do you think hating your significant other's parents is a deal breaker? I've been dating my boyfriend for almost a year now, and I still don't get along with his parents. They never ask any questions about me or try to get to know me at all. I get upset when they bring up his ex-girlfriend who they were close to. I've talked to my boyfriend about it, and he stands up for me. But at the end of the day, they are still his parents. I feel like my relationship with his parents won't improve, and I don't know what to do. I picture a future with this guy, but I just keep thinking about how I wouldn't want them to be my in-laws, and I don't know if this is a deal-breaker. This sucks. I could never imagine yeah, not getting sucks. along with Ashley's parents. Like I, That would be rough. I could not imagine it. We're just too ingrained in each other's lives. The idea of just not being able to 
be myself around these people. Oh man, that sucks. And it is a factor. I hate saying it because I wish I could just be like, oh, love conquers all and it's all going to be fine. And as long as you love each other, that's all that matters. Unfortunately, that's not all that matters. Like family dynamics matter, you know, because I feel like if you don't get along with her parents, uh, like then it's, it's going to cause resentment. And I don't know, it's tough. I'm not saying end the relationship, but do whatever you can to improve the relationship with the parents. Suck up. Keep sucking. Keep sucking up. Let me finish that statement. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any chance of moving into a different part of the country? Is there any chance of them moving to a different part of the country? I don't know. This is bad. Because again, like Jared said, that would be really uncomfortable. I love spending time with my in-laws and I don't know how I would deal with it otherwise. So I think it is a potential deal breaker, but I wonder... What there's a stereotype that we turn into our parents, right? Like guys turn into their dads and, and women turn into their moms. I, have you guys found that to be the case? Do you think there's any validity to that? A hundred percent. I think Ashley is becoming the more time I spend with her parents, the more I see Ashley in her both her parents, you know, personality traits, uh, mm-hmm. mannerisms. So a hundred percent. I think and the older she gets, I think the more she becomes honestly, probably like I probably like her mom. I've always felt like she was her dad, but the more, the older she gets, the more she becomes her mom. Point is, I agree with that statement. Right. And, and when she has kids, I I imagine that would just get even more so. So I think you got to ask yourself that. Can you see yourself being married to his dad? Because he's going to become that guy over time. Easton, what do you think? I always think like, uh, if you really, really love this guy, like, you know, you can have a world where the in-laws like aren't that don't play a big of a role or but I just think like it, it, that's gonna be a hard thing to ignore. And and once you have kids, I think it's going to um, amplify because I'm just picturing like they're going to have comments on how you're raising the you know, like they're just going to be around all the time. Uh, so I got it. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it's a deal breaker because like I feel like it can be fixed. Um, but it's going to take effort on both parts. I know it's definitely going to take effort. I think there has to be a certain, if you really want this relationship to last, I think it's going to take a certain level of respect by both yourself and the in-laws to, you know, be cordial with each other, but maybe not be bestie besties. So like, unfortunately, Veronica, you're probably going to have to swallow your pride a little bit when you're around them. And when they like say snarky comments or like backhanded compliments, you're just going to have to be like, oh, okay, that's fine. And then just like vent to your friends about it. What I would say is definitely don't vent to your boyfriend because that is his mom and dad. So like, yeah, but he's got to be, he's got to stand up for her. He's got to be her biggest cheerleader. And totally. He's got to help them come around. It sounds like they had a real attachment to the ex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll get over that if, if, if they, if she becomes the one and they realize that she is the one, maybe that'll improve totally. things. I hope so. It, it better. I have hope for this because maybe I maybe I didn't understand the email correctly, but it seems like their offenses are that they bring up the ex all the time and they don't ask about her and don't engage with her very much. It doesn't. It's not like they're actively being like mean to her, mm-hmm. right? Like they're not like insulting her or like being aggressive, aggressively cruel. It just seems like they're like not that interested in her, hung up on the ex still. And if that's the case. Hey, hey, emailer, I think you can be, you can turn that charm on and you can make them fall in love with you too. I mean, you got the sun. How hard could it be? Yeah, pretty much what needs to happen, Veronica, is you need your boyfriend to put a ring on you. So they just like fully accept that you are the future. It is you. It is not the ex. And they just need to come to terms with that. So maybe, maybe, you know, some pressures on the boyfriend here. 
That's that's true. I didn't think about how they're not like she's thinking about a future with them. But I think if he asks her to marry him, that could change the parents' tune quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You're you're right, Jared. Well, let's see if I'm right. Usually I'm not. So Veronica, take that advice with a grain of salt. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Help. I suck at dating. Please keep emailing us. Uh, Veronica, thank you so much for sending us your email. And please, everybody, it is I suck at dating uh, at iHeartMedia.com. I'll say that again because I messed up. I suck at dating at iHeartMedia.com. Please email us with your dating stories. Uh, any questions you have for us, you can, of course, follow us on Instagram. Help. I suck at dating. Uh, thank you to Britt Whitmore from, of course, Naked and Afraid of Love, which is now on Discovery Plus. Check it out. Britt was awesome. Great interview. Uh, please come back anytime. Uh, hopefully, Dean will... I'm sure Dean will be here next week. I know he's got some... Uh, I think he's in Alaska right now. He's got some bad Wi-Fi. So uh, make sure you tune in next week where myself and Dean will be here. And hopefully, we all suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports so you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.